Welcome back to the Forex Beginner Podcast. It's your boy, Calvin, the new trader here. I'm here with a special guest today. Uh, he is well known on the YouTube space for his um, his in-depth analysis of different prop firms, as well as documenting his trading journey. Uh, today's guest is Raphael, better known as Trading Camille. What's going on, brother? Welcome to the Forex Beginner Podcast. How are you today? What's up, everyone? Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, I'm super excited, man. I was happy to see the, the invitation and I'm happy to be here. So let's let's drop gems. I want to get your opinion, bro, from your analysis and the things that you've seen and the things that you are seeing. What are your thoughts on prop firms for new traders? Where do you see the prop firm space going? And do you have any concerns? My biggest concern now for beginner traders is that prop firms are super accessible, which means anyone can get it. You can there's so many people that message me saying, dude, uh, I've been trading for two months. What problem, what problem should I go for? And I'm like, none, none. Just, just stick to learning the strategy first, actually becoming profitable because there's no way that in two months you can consider yourself profitable. So even if you have two, two months of profitable results, understand that's not profitability. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you if you have maybe six, seven, eight, and you go through some 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 tough times, then I do believe you might be a little bit more ready and you can give it a try. But the fact that so many people are coming into this industry and going for prop firms directly is it's not a concern of mine because it's it's none of my business. But at the same time, it's like I, I want people to succeed. I want people that are watching your podcast. I want people that are watching the channel to succeed. I want them to pay for the challenge, fail maybe once or twice because it, it happens with everyone, but then actually get it, get the withdrawals and get the upside potential that prop firms offer because that's the biggest thing with prop firms. A lot of people talk them down, but it's the best thing that we could have as traders. I remember when I came into trading, it was four years ago, almost. My problem was like, man, I'm getting consistent results. Yes. But what about the capital? I need one year of consistency in order to go to a private investor. Now you get one fluke month, possibly, or you just play with risk and you try to pass it in 30 days and you can get a possible 100k account, which I know some people will comment, it's not a 100K account, it's $10,000 because of the drawdown, whatever. Yeah, it's still $10,000 for a small fee. Now, you don't want to be part of the statistic. And uh, not long ago, I talked with the CEO of a prop firm and he said 95% of people don't get to the first payout, which means you don't want to be in that statistic. So this is why I tell people mostly, Stick to the strategy first, get consistent, and only then go for prop firms. Else, you're, you are just feeding other people's profits. Just like if you, as soon as you start trading, you go onto a live account, put $10,000 in, and you're like, okay, I'm going to make it. 
you are not because you are still unprofitable, meaning your losses are going to go to someone else. And again, it still happens to a profitable trader, but you want to reduce that as much as possible. So I love prop firms. Uh, they have been a great catalyst for my life in general, uh, for YouTube too. Um, but there's with great <laughs> there's there's a lot of responsibility when you are looking into prop firms, and and I want people to have that in mind, and that's why I always tell them, wait for for consistency first. You you came out throwing blows, man. <laughs> I love the passion. <laughs> so there was recently something happened. And you may be able to let me know which firm it was, but there was a firm, a famous firm just recently around the holiday season where the government actually shut them down. Do you know what firm that was? I know what firm it was. Uh, I'm not sure if I want to say it, but but because I don't know exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they made a mistake or if it's just something that's going to get solved. So there's no need to be telling their name if it was just some... uh, some misunderstanding do you fear that that can be something that'll start popping up in different governments like i'm here in the states and we have a few different firms that are now starting here in the states as well is that something that we need to be concerned about that firms can just shut down or maybe we just brought a challenge or maybe right when they shut down i was getting ready to do my uh, payout my first payout is that a concern or something that you think that we should be concerned about? I definitely believe it might be a concern, but I would give the probability of that happening like 5%. So it's an asymmetric return. Like you have almost no risk in terms of, okay, if I make money, I receive my payout. And the probability of them going down is really low if you go for the well well reputable ones. Because me on YouTube, I am kind of known for prop firms and having prop firms in the title, whatever it is. People always ask me, oh, review this one, review this one, review this one. And some of them have just come out. And I'm like, no, like I I don't want to impose that risk onto the viewers because I know that my voice is heard and I don't want to be promoting something that has a higher probability of going down. So if, he, if anyone is worried about it, I would go for well-known prop firms such as my Forex funds, FTMO, the fund that traded is in the US and I that he was the CEO that I talked about not long ago. And he said that, listen, we can't be doing shady stuff. Like we are reaching an evaluation in which if the government finds that we are doing something shady, we go to jail. So they need to be in, they need to, do everything on a legal matter so it doesn't really bother me and the and the business the business model in general works so it's just like trading just like being being a broker people are like oh 90% of people of traders fail yeah and who wins at the end of at the end of the day trading is a zero sum game and the person that wins in a zero sum game is the person that's taking commissions in the middle which is the broker so like yeah, everything. I'm I'm not worried, and this is what I what I preach, and a lot of people on Twitter also do, which is diversify your portfolio of prop firms too. There's no need to be going all ham on one if you are fearful that they are going to go down. So, if you diversify, then it's fine. You had a video that came out recently. You spoke about the concern that we're in a global recession, basically. 
and how a big chunk of payouts comes from when traders fail. We all know that. And if we don't know that, then that is a part of where payouts come from. And you actually took the initiative, which is, bro, like, I just got to give you kudos. I just love your spirit and how much you care about people. You took the liberty to reach out to one of the popular firms and say, hey, these are some concerns that I have. Um, like, what do you have to say about this? And they actually reached back out to you and gave you some clarity on that. So can you talk about that a little bit and, and uh, just give the viewers some insight on what that conversation was like and what was your concern? Yeah, so I reached out to various firms and uh, two of them answered me and, and I asked them because the business model of prop firms is people take challenges, people fail and people profit and those people get paid out with the pro with the profit that FTMO makes from the failed challenges, which means that if no one else is paying for challenges, how are they going to pay out the profitable traders? This is the biggest concern. And in a recession, what happens is that spending power goes down. So people have less money to spend. People feel less rich, like my long-term portfolio, it's like 70% down because I'm all in Tesla. So it's like, I feel less rich, which means that in turn, the likelihood of me buying a challenge is also less. If this happens on a global scale, prop firms will lose one of their biggest revenue sources, which is, uh, which is challenges, which means that they would have to rely solely on taking the profitable traders' trades and avoiding taking the unprofitable traders' trades. So what happens is that there's a risk of prop firms that haven't figured this out, haven't figured out how they are going to take the trades of the profitable traders. Because I think it was FTMO, like last month, it had a trader that profited, profited $1 million or something like that. Yeah, I think he had a $1 million payout. So it's like, how many challenges does, does that have to cover? So it's a lot. So if the FTMO doesn't take those trades, it's a $1 million hit that they take only from one trader. And they pay out constantly like millions of euros every single month. So if people are not buying challenges, the risk becomes, has the prop firm solved the issue of taking profitable traders trades if the answer is no and the ceo of the funded trader told me that the answer of some prop firms is actually no they just put you on a demo and they hope that you fail those prop firms are going to go down so there needs to be a system behind it for prop firms to understand and he called it the billion dollar question and it's true because if a prop firm is able to do that they are going to make billions, billions. It's a billion dollar industry, the prop firm industry, for sure. And if they are able to solve that equation of, okay, we are going to automate taking profitable traders' trades and avoid taking unprofitable traders' trades, then they got it solved. But this is why I tell people to be very careful. And, and it's kind of a problem because I might be increasing increasing the probability of those prop firms going down. Because if I'm always telling people stick to the reliable ones, people will stop going to the unreliable ones. They will stop having data. They will stop having people paying for challenges and then they go down. But it's a price I'm willing to make in order to keep the viewers protected. So, so yeah. Yeah. But yeah th those are the biggest risks. You know, the main reason that we look for different prop firms is because for some reason we can't get past the hurdle with one. 
And it's like a psychological barrier, you know, like in the beginning, I was trying FTMO like three times and I just felt like I would get close and then just psychologically I would mess up. And then when I got introduced to my Forex funds, it was 8%. I passed it the first time. So it was like a psychological barrier. But then again, I can also argue and say, I wasn't ready yet when I was doing FTMO. You know what I mean? I was still dealing with some things as a trader that I needed to get better at. And when I tried my Forex funds, I was a better trader. I was a more disciplined trader at that time also. So, you know, like it's push and pull, you know, it can go either yeah. way. And that's why we kind of try new things. And then one thing I've noticed as well is that like these newer firms that come out, what they do is they take like one thing that the main ones don't do and they make that their selling point. Right. But there's also something else that the main ones do that they take away. You know, like you may have some firms that will say, hey, we'll do like no trading days. But when you pass, you don't get a refund. You got to reach a certain profit target in order to get a refund. Or you got others that say, hey, we'll give you 50 days. But the maximum drawdown per day is like two and a half percent. So it's always something, you know, that's in exchange for another thing. So you never feel complete. So the best thing to do is what you said, just get better at trading. And if you get better at trading, you can pass. So anyway, let's talk about just you getting into trading. Now I did my research. I know that when you started trading, you were about 19 and you were actually in college and you were studying uh, management and leadership, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how did that go? Uh, did you finish school and what made trading stick out to you so much? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so it's quite a quite an interesting story. Like when it when it was happening, it was not fun. But now looking back, it's it's always it's always some good giggles. So I was 18 when I went to the UK to study. And I met a friend there, the only Portuguese guy in my class. And he told me, dude, there's this guy on Instagram that I really, really tr trust. He's the only person I would trust my money to. And I didn't know. And I don't know why the hell he said that. But I think he was a compulsive liar. Um, no, I really do. I really do. And he, and I was like, okay, seems fair. Like he's posting like 500, a lot of people with 500 pounds profit every single day. So I was like, okay, let me give it a try. Send him a text. I get the same standard reply. Okay. Sign up through this, do whatever. And I was like, okay, I did it. I deposited 400 pounds. And what allured me the most was exactly that gambling mentality. So I was setting numbers on my phone without doing any work and I was making money. What? Or losing money. So it was 100% gambling. And we know how addicting, how addicting gambling can be. But it's funny. I was like, why am I losing money or why am I making money? And I was, every time he would send me a trade, a trade signal, I would go onto the charts and I was like, these charts are moving. Like what is going on? So it directly sparked my interest. I ended up blowing two four, 400 pound accounts with those signals. Um, 
it, it wasn't really just with signals. One, uh, one of was my trades, just trading news because I was like, every time this happens, the market gets super volatile. And I remember so vividly, and it's the first time I'm saying this out loud. I never even said it on stream. I was on my phone, on the bus, ready to go get my girlfriend from the airport. And I think it was interest rates that uh, the pound, that England was going to say their interest rates. And I was like, okay, the market always moves a lot when this happens. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll wait to see where the first tick goes and I'll enter in that direction. I see it's going long and I'm like, okay, boom, one lot. And keep in mind, this was a 300 pound account. So I set one lot long and it goes to like 100 pound profit. And I'm like, holy fuck, I just discovered it. Set another trade, another one lot, another one lot. So all of a sudden I'm super overexposed. The market reverses and I just see, wait, was it more? I think, no, I think I just, I lost like 300 pounds just on that day. And it was a little bit more on that account. And I, and I was just gutted. I was like, what the fuck just went, just, just happened. I was like 200 pounds in profit and it just plummets on me. I, I have to close everything for 300 pounds loss. And, and yeah, it was, it was gambling in the beginning. In the beginning, it was just purely gambling. Then I took a break one or two months, but it kept, it stayed in my mind. I think I kept depositing like small amounts or I, at least I kept MT4 on my, on my phone and I kept checking the charts and I was like, Oh my God, what is going on? What is this? I didn't even know what Forex was. Like I was taking signals from a Forex provider, uh, from a Forex signal provider, but I did not know what Forex was. And I was, and I started researching and I understood that people could be profitable with it. So I was like, Hmm, interesting. I searched it on YouTube and I found Michael Bamber and Hannah Forex. And they were both on Falcon. So they were both in a trading community. I, I sent them a text and I was like, what do you think about Falcon? Because I remember it was a hundred pounds per month and I was making like seven pounds an hour back then, like working five to 10 hours per day. And I was like, I don't know, like in paying this much, Maybe if I put, maybe I started understanding what Forex was and trading was. And I was like, maybe if I put $1,000 in an account and I make 10% per month, then I can pay the fee. So that was my mentality going in. So if anyone wants to know, I started with $1,000 or 1,000 pounds uh, to cover that fee. And they answered. They were really, really nice. I created a nice relationship with them and and yeah, I joined Falcon and it was great from there on, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but I think it was the best introduction I could ask for. Like I, I seriously believe um, the mentor in Falcon was the best mentor I could ask for in the beginning of my, strat of my trading and in my life, because I was 18, I was very impressionable, anything could happen. So if you tell me, if you tell a 16 year old that the best thing you could do, which is kind of what's happening like with Andrew Tate and so on, no hate, uh, which is, oh, the cool things are having money and showing it off. If I had learned that from the get-go, that's what I would be doing right now because you're highly impressionable. So Mark, uh, which is the mentor in Falcon, he's, he was completely different. He said, start doing goal setting, 
Start focusing on the process. Don't focus on the capital. The capital will come. Trading, 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 trading plan, and that's it. And focus. So that was the best introduction I could have. And yeah, I just fell in love with it. And the and I, and I and I remember you asking what alert me into trading too, what made me stay. And there's one thing that Naval says on his book, which by the way, I do recommend, which is the Almanac. It's not his book, but it's a collection of his ideas. Uh, he says that normally what you should go for is something that when you were a child, you loved doing and it felt like you were playing. And since when I was a child, I was always one looking at financials of companies. Like I wanted to invest in stocks when I was like 14. And when I was even younger, I was always starting small businesses inside my house to sell to the customers that would come to my mother's house. So it was always about buying, selling, creating something and exposing it to the world, getting some money from it. And, and yeah, for, from when I was 14, it was turned into stocks, into ETFs, into, well, indexes and so on. So trading was a perfect way for it. It was like, okay, this is purely financial. This is technical, of course, but it's based on finances. So I was, I was like, yeah, this is what I love to do. This is what I always wanted to do. So, so yeah, I, I was very happy to have found trading so young too. So how long did you stay with your first community and how was your learning process during that time with the first community? Because I know you, you left that first community and you went to another community. So with the first community, how was the learning process and how long did you stay there? Yeah, so I stayed there for one and almost one and a half years. And the learning process was, it was very nice because once again, their focus is on the learning process. They have something called the three-step process. So you watch the video first, then you take notes, then you watch the video, no, then you watch the video again and you take notes, then you watch the video again and you reflect on your notes notes so it was always about learning being being a good learner that, that that's another thing that they do really really well and it was maybe the first three months of just learning 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 and from there on i started applying it more with a live account with a small live account and and yeah i was just working and trying to make it like i remember i was trading studying and working so I would wake up at five. So that that's when I started like being an early bird and loving productivity, like digging super deep into productivity. So I would wake up at five and I have video videos on this too. Like in the first videos in my channel. That's so, it's so cool to look back. Um, I would wake up like at five, I would back forecast, back test, do all the processes needed to be ready for the day. Then I would go to work which would be from like 7 a.m. until 1 p.m. or more, like 4 p.m. Then I would go to school, which was college. And then I would come back home. And instead of focusing on school, which was a possibility, like if I had an assignment or something, I would do school. But I would always end the day by checking the charts, doing like understanding what happened, doing more backtesting, and being ready for the next day. So it was, it was hectic, but I absolutely loved it because I, I think it was one of the most productive times of my life because I had no free time and I personally love it, not having 
that much free time but but yeah that was my 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 learning process in the beginning it was yeah it was it was i don't know <laughs> it was really good to talk about it yeah <laughs> it was quite a journey right yeah uh, so at what point did you notice like man it's time to make a transition out of this community because that was something that i had to do um i loved my first forex mentor uh still communicate with him he has done so much for me the same way that you talk about your first mentor um he instilled in me belief not just in forex but belief in myself that i can do anything that i yeah. you know i set my mind to um when did you notice that it was time for you to make that transition and why did you make that transition if you don't mind sharing yeah yeah so the I started creating some nice relationships within the the first community that I was in. And I remember that I wanted to go to the Christmas uh, I was going to the Christmas party and I did go. And all of a sudden, all everyone that I wanted to meet was leaving. Like the most experienced members on the community were leaving. And I was like, what is going on? And I noticed what was going on and I was like, oh. And then I started having the shiny object syndrome, which is someone left that community and formed another community with a lot of people that I had a lot of respect for. And everyone started going into that community. And the idea was, listen, you can make 10, 20, 30% per month. And kudos to that guy. He was making that percentage. Like he's, if he's actually trading, which I guess no one will ever know he's a sick ass trader and he was indeed making those type of percentages even when he didn't have any community he was posting those kind of percentages so i got the shiny object syndrome and i saw everyone leaving and i was like okay i'm not not yet consistently profitable here i was profitable i i actually reviewed all the um all the months that I was there and it would end up in a profitable percentage, but I wasn't consistent. So I was like, okay, if they are promising consistency, let me go there. And I started, I started the mentorship there, but I got that guilty feeling that you get when you leave a cult. And this is, this is highly, this is highly uh, criticizable, but, it, but it's true. It's like when you leave a trading community, Everyone that stays in the community, they're coming after you 100% because it's like, you're not, you're not one of us now. You're one of them. So you create this love, hate, you create this hate relationship between communities. And so the first time I left, I actually went back. So I just paid the fee and, and went back. But one and a half years later, I was like, listen, they are being profitable. You are not. There, there might be something that you don't know that they are presenting there. And so I decided to move. I, I told some of my friends and I got some great support, which was good. Um, uh, one of the coaches was also very supportive of it. And and yeah, like I, I changed to the community kind of because of the shiny object syndrome, but because I was looking for something better. So so yeah, that's that's that was the main reason. So did you get what you were looking for? And did that next community work for you? Yeah, it actually, it actually did. I remember, but this happened to basically everyone that I know that joined that community. So if someone doesn't know what the Dunning-Kruger effect is, is 
the less experience you have, the more confident you are going to be in your ability to perform whatever task it is. And you, maybe you can pop a chart. I don't know if you if you if you can pop a chart here in the middle, but basically the chart looks something like this. So after you have this peak in confidence, what happens is that something will happen which will make you understand that you don't know anything. So you lose all that confidence, all that confidence. And thank God you lose that confidence because you don't have the ability to, uh, to, to found, you don't have the ability to be able to have that confidence. You're not good enough to have that confidence. So you kind of level your knowledge with your confidence out, but it's a, it's a big downturn. But in that peak, I had like a 15% month right in the beginning, first month, 15%, perfect. Pass an FTMO, got my, no, I ended up ne never getting a withdrawal from that FTMO. Pass an FTMO and I was like, perfect. This is it. This is the magic pill. What happens next month, boom, 5% down. Next month, 5% down. And I was like, fuck, what is going on? Lost the funded account lost my confidence, lost everything. So I was like, okay, this is not as easy as it sounds. Okay, let me put the work into the back testing, everything, data, and let me understand how everything works once again. So I had to build up that confidence once again in the strategy. Then I just back tested a shit ton. Like I, I think I've back tested maybe 50 years more of, uh, of all pairs that I've back tested, maybe more. Um, and, and yeah, I ended up getting consistent with it. Uh, there were some months that the last quarter was the slowest one that that's when people would give some profits back. And the same thing was with me. Um, but yeah, overall I was consistent with the, with the strategy and, and yeah, it also taught me some great things. Every strategy that I was on taught me great, great things. At what point did you leave that second community? Yeah, so it was also one and a half years later. And it's funny that the exact same thing happened. So I switched to smart money and I was like, no, this does not work. And I went back and then one and a half years later, I was, I switched to smart money completely because I was like, no, this works. So you just got to make it work. And again, shiny object syndrome, you can make 10% in a day. So you go from... 10% in a quarter in the first community to 10% in a month in the second community to 10% in a day. Always a shinier object uh, object there. So I went to the I went to the SMC, I went to Phantom. Again, same thing happened. First month, 30% return. And I was like, I'm a boss. Like I've done it. There's no more need for me to do anything. <laughs> I've done it. Passed an FTMO, passed the prop firm challenge. And I was like, Perfect. This is it now. And then slowly, slowly, slowly losing the confidence, losing the gains, losing the prop firm. I was like, okay, back to the drawing board. Um, and, and yeah, still few in terms of results. Uh, but I, I'm not really, I, I wouldn't say I'm not proud of the journey because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. If I hadn't gone through all of this that is happening and nothing will change, but for someone that is listening to this podcast, there's a lot more that goes into the decision of 
switching a strategy. And the reason for this is because normally it's not the strategy that's at fault. It's you. When most of the time it's you that is at fault. Most strategies are profitable. Traders are not profitable because you get emotional. You miss the winner. You take the losers. You don't stick to the plan. All these things happen. And this has happened to everyone. So if this is happening to you, don't think, oh, I'm a trader. No, you just, you just have to evolve and that's normal. So what I would tell you to do is maybe there's a possibility of you testing different things out. Okay. Do you want to be a scalper? Do you want to be a swing trader? Do you want to be a day trader? What do you want to do? And normally you have to look between strategies to understand what you want to do. But as soon as you find that out, that's when you have to really focus on putting the work into the community that gives you the strategy that you believe is according to your personality. And there's some people that don't agree that it's based on personality. I personally still do that. I'm someone that likes more day trades. I like to, I like to be involved in the market. I like to do stuff in my real life. I can't be sitting down. I, I need to go to the gym. I need to go do this, that, that. So I know that when I'm trading, the same thing will happen. I'm not as patient. So I need more opportunities. So I know that I want to be a day trader slash scalper. And keeping that in mind, now finding a strategy that suits that, I've decided to, okay, this is where I'm sticking to. And from now on, and I've said this on the video, it's do or not do. There's no more switching. Like I've done this for four years. If I keep changing, it nothing will will work in the long term. So right now, there's it's one decision and it's do this or don't do anything and leave and go to another industry. And the answer is going to be, I'm going to be profitable here. There's no questions asked asked about that. So, but yeah, I definitely can relate with that. But I'm definitely with you. At some point, you just got to put a break on everything and say, this is what I'm doing from here on out. I'm not switching anymore. It's going to be this or it's going to be nothing. So totally agree with that. So um, now you've went through that process and now you're full time in this thing. You're able to do what you want. You're able to be in the markets. How does that feel? And what like how does or do you ever look back at when you started and be like, man, I never thought I would be here? Yeah, I definitely. I thought I was going to be here because I was always I was always sure of my success in the long term. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how I was going to get here. So uh, definitely in the beginning, I it, it was tough at times, but I always had the perspective of things will get better. And I never really, dude, there are people with stories that, with so much, so much struggle. I never struggled that, that much. Like, my most of my struggle was working like i don't know 18 hours per day and then going to sleep and doing it all over again for 2 years so it's different types of struggle now when you ask me how does it feel to be full time it feels it feels good but it comes with challenges too one of them is that you have a lot more free time what happens when you have a lot of a lot more free time if you are like me, you are going to judge yourself every time you are not doing something considered productive. So for example, if I'm not backtesting, if I'm not looking at the charts, if I'm not doing X, Y, and Z regarding trading, I don't feel like I'm being productive. So I start 
I start punching myself. Like, what are you doing? You should working towards the goal of consistency in trading. And it creates the problem of staring at the charts the whole day and then creating possibilities where there are no possibilities. So nothing according to your plan. But it, I can't complain. Like I wake up when I want and I go to sleep when I want. I go to, to the gym when I want. And that's great. And I think this is something a lot of people have to aspire. A lot of people will aspire to. A lot of people watching your podcast. That's what they want. Th this is exactly what they want. They want wake up when they want, have the freedom of time, have the freedom of place, and then have the freedom of money as a side effect. But don't think it's also everything is going to be great because again, you're going to judge yourself. You're going to make mistakes. There are going to be months that are not profitable and you are struggling a little bit more. So there's good and bad in everything. And sometimes I even think, you know, I wouldn't mind having a job sometimes, but I like, there's nothing that would now make there, there, there would be nothing now that would make my hour worth it in a job in a nine to five. So there's no, there's no reason for me to go back instead of just, I don't know, enjoy life, but that's hard for people that are entrepreneurs, like for you, for me, and maybe a lot of people watching, if you're not doing anything, you're going to be judging yourself. So it's like, dude, it's it's not it's definitely not easy when you are your worst enemy because when you are a trader, that's exactly what you are. You are your best friend, but you are also your worst enemy. You are the person you are with the whole time. So, uh, but I love it. I definitely do. But it's life. It comes with positives and negatives. The same thing as having a job: positives and negatives. You you have less time on your hands. But that means that the less time you have on your hands, the more productive you have to make them be. So it really increases your productivity. It increases your organization because now, like I had four goals for today. I finished, I finished one like 15 minutes ago. Well, not 15 minutes ago, 15 minutes before the call. So maybe when I was working, I would have finished it at 10 a.m. So so yeah, it's positives and negatives, but I really, I really enjoy it. And if anyone is watching, listen, be, be happy that you have a job, first of all, uh, and look at it through a lens of this is what I'm doing short term. It, this is a catalyst for me to be then able to go full time. Let me tell you, the first time I went full time, I did not, I was not profitable and I was not making money from trading to fund my expenses. I was, I built up a cushion, a cushion from working and then went full time. So you can even try this out once in a while, but yeah, take it as a, as a blessing in disguise because there are positives and negatives towards it. And when you are full time, the same thing is going to happen, but, but yeah. It's hard because when you start being profitable and consistently and you experience, especially now with prop firms, it's so easy to have your first thousand dollar day. Right. And you experience that. And let's say you hit a drought and you start thinking to yourself like, man, you know, maybe I'll just go back to work. It's hard to to like comprehend going back to work when you make a thousand dollars in a couple of minutes, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Yeah. you gotta get back on your A game, do whatever you gotta do to readjust to get back on your trading plan because it's really, it's hard, man. Like 
you can make a lot of money trading. However, at the same time, you got to do a lot to stay focused, you know, and that's the work that nobody can see. Nobody can see the preparation, the reading that you do, the things that you do to take care of your mindset, you know, you in the gym, all those little things, they play a part in you coming to the market and being able to execute the right way. Uh, so really, really appreciate that. Um, so now you're at this point where you've made up your mind, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm trading. Um, you run a successful YouTube channel. Um, you are a person that people admire. You are a person that people look up to in this trading space, in this trading community. What is your personal life like? Are you dating? Are you um, <laughs> in a relationship? Are you single? What does your personal life look like? And what do you do to enjoy yourself away from Forex, away from working, away from entrepreneurship? I don't like, I, this is what I normally tell people. I don't know if I have the most boring life on paper or if I have the most interesting life on paper, because what I do is I wake up, come to my desk, trade, work on YouTube, work on other businesses, read, go to the coffee shop, do the exact same things. Look at the stock market too, because then I have long-term investments too. So Everything that I do is based on business and I don't have much time for anything else. Um, and it's and it's not that I don't have time because I do have time. It's that I don't want to spend the time doing those things. Like, I don't know if I don't date, uh, I don't date, I, uh, I don't have a girlfriend, no. Uh, <laughs> I had in the beginning of the Forex trading journey, but it, after you work 14 hours a day, like problems will come up and, and that's, and that's what happened. But, um, but yeah, then I just wake up, do that, go to the gym uh, once a day. So six times a week. And, and that's all working on, working on trading, working on YouTube, working on other businesses. I live with four other people. Uh, so they, one of them also has business. So we kind of have back and forth about business too. And yeah, I don't do much else. So, and if you tell if you tell this to someone that, and the reason I say that I don't know if I have the most interesting or most boring life on paper is because for for people that are traders, or even someone that doesn't like business in general, this, this is a super boring life. So, you wake up and you work until you go to sleep. Yeah, but this is super super cool to me, like. Some people is like, okay, you wake up and you work and, and then you go to sleep. Yes. Okay. That's boring. But some people are like, wait, you wake up, you work on your business. Then you work on another business and then you go to sleep. Dude, that's sick. So, and one of the businesses is trading. So, so, so yeah, I, I haven't been able to understand, um, but I can tell you guys, like if you, in terms of dating, if you guys have ambition, if you trust yourself, that and you know what you're talking about, and you talk about everything that might happen in the future, and you actually execute and you work in day in and day out, people will be interested. It doesn't matter who you are interested in, guys, girls, whatever, they will be interested. So that is phenomenal. How old are you now? 22 or 23? Three. Yeah, 22. Okay, you're 22. So I bro, I just gotta say, like, that is amazing. The fact that you you know the path you're on. You're already like on your journey. You know where you're going to be in the next five, 10 years as far as industry-wise. And now you're just grinding that out. 
bro, when you get to your 30s, bro, you're not going to have to do anything. <laughs> like you you won't have to do anything. It like all the things you touch will be by choice. And yeah. that is amazing. So congratulations on that. Now, another thing is, you know, we bro, we all want to know, how do you get the hair to stand up like that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you on YouTube, you look at this man videos you see the thumbnails the eyes go directly to the hair man what's your secret sauce with the hair bro come on <laughs> so, so i have a spray that i don't it works like wax but in spray so i do that and then i and then i do my hair dryer on it and, and yeah some people look say that i look like wolverine some people tell me that i look like naruto uh whatever like i've been compared to some some there was one point that I had my hair so big, people were telling me that I look like, like Jimmy Neutron. So, and I really did. And I have a photo now that I'm thinking about it that looks basically just like him. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think this was just luck, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's definitely your signature, bro. And uh, man, I just want to say, bro, you have shared some great thoughts today. And what can you leave us with today? Like, if you could just give some knowledge to your younger self, um, what would you say? What motivation would you give? What insight would you give? Yeah, so I'm going to start it off with, uh, I'm going to say two things. One for this year. And the other thing is for the younger self. So for trading 2023, there are people that have not started trading yet, or that they have taken their first trades, whatever it is. It doesn't matter if it was a winner or a loser. It does not matter. Now you want to start Start your year off by sticking to your plan. So you need to put the most amount of value in the question, did this trade fit my plan? And I and, and the reason this thought came into my mind was because I haven't traded thus far. So today is Thursday, right? And there was no trade thus far. And I was like, God, what's happening? Like, I haven't taken a trade. The market hasn't presented anything. Is my first first trade going to be a loser? Am I going to start in drawdown? Like it's kind of trash. And then I catch myself saying that. And I was like, dude, wait, that does not matter. It does not matter if the first trade it is, is a loser. It matters if the first trade you stick to the plan. That's way, that's how you start off on the right with the right foot. You start by sticking to your plan. You start with sticking to your edge. And for people that don't have a clear defined edge, don't have a clear defined strategy, that's the first thing you should be seeking. Don't think, oh, psychology is my is my issue. No, you're not profitable. That's different. You don't have a profitable strategy. Be profitable first in terms of strategy, have a profitable possibility of profitability, and only then work on your psychology. So be very careful because you will be alert into the idea that it's all psychology. It is not. It's mostly technical and only then. So for beginners, it's 90% technical, 10% psychology. For intermediate traders, it's like 60-40 for psychology, 60% psychology, 40% technical because you already have kind of a strategy. And then for advanced traders, that's when it becomes when it becomes psychology. And if you're advanced, you probably already have a good psychology. So you're just sticking to the process. So ask yourself, make this your main question for this year. Did this trade fit my plan? Am I sticking to the plan? And is the process that I'm doing the process of a consistently profitable trader? Yes or no? Because 
your beliefs and your actions are based on your past. So this is what I learned not long ago um, with, uh, with a trading psychology course. Your beliefs are based on your past performance, on your past behaviors, because it was automatic. So you take a loss and you're like, ah, this, I'm going to take another trade and I'm going to revenge trade. Boom. Now you take another loss, another loss. So now that you take a loss, this is what starts happening. Your, your mind starts going into the revenge mode because this is your past you. How do you change that? You think, who do I want to become? I want to become a profitable trader. What does a profitable trader do? So you start, you, you start writing out what a profitable trader does and how a profitable trader thinks. So instead of, instead of having the loop of the present being, being the same of your, as your past because it's all a cycle of, of behaviors, and that determines your future, and it's going to be a negative cycle. You can actually break out of that cycle and be in your present, be based on what a profitable trader does, because that's what you want to become. So your behaviors start start to be more like a profitable trader, which then will make your future be more like a profitable trader. So, and and I have a picture here that delineate for the audio listeners. I'm sorry, but yeah. So, uh, so. Future, present. I don't know if you can see it on the right order. Can, can you read it? Yeah, it's clear. Yeah, okay, okay. So who we need to be. You want to base your present. You want your beliefs to be based on who you need to be. So your future is also who you need to be. So you want to become a profitable trader. Then in your present, you have to behave like a profitable trader. So in the, in the future, you are a profitable trader. So keep this in mind. Like when when I saw this and and I saw the explanation, it, it it really clicked, and I was like, God, yeah, this is this is golden. This is this was really good. So this is what I tell you for this year and for your whole life as a trader. Uh, and then I don't know. We started with prop firms, so I will double down on the idea that you don't want to be the people that are feeding the machine of paying out profitable traders. So become profitable first instead of losing 10, 20, 30 prop firm challenges, which I have people sending me texts saying, dude, I failed like 10 challenges. What should I do? Well, get profitable first. That's that's the key. So yeah, that and stick to the process. Like if you, you... You will start understanding this in the future. And yeah, and I'll leave this off here. A lot of the things that you are hearing on this podcast, a lot of things that you hear on the channel or on my channel is going to be knowledge for you to come back to, which means I just told you, don't go for prop from challenges because you're not profitable. But what are you still going to do? You are still going to go for a prop from challenge. And you might probably fail or you might pass and you won't get to the first payout or even you might do. And I'm very happy for you if that happens. But most of the time we learn from experience. So instead of looking for, instead of digesting content, digesting content and looking for courses for this and this and this, because I have this problem now, I need this course and I need this video and I... For example, productivity videos. They're they're the ultimate procrastinator. 
Like you want to learn how to be productive by procrastinating? Like get off the get off the phone and get to work. Like it's not that hard. Of course, it's not that simple too. And I'm and I'm a big procrastinator, by the way. Um, but yeah, most of the things that you will learn. It's going to come from experience. So don't be afraid of experiencing. So if you're thinking of going for the prop firm and you see people talking about it and it's that it's that forbidden fruit, take a bite, try it out, go for it, but don't blow your finances on it. Look, there are small challenges. If you want to get that rush, go for a small challenge, get the slap in the face, and then you can take these, these this knowledge that we all share and apply it into yourself because now it's not just knowledge that is out there. It's knowledge coupled with your experience, which is going to, which is going to make it so much more ingrained in you. Because how many times have you listened to a podcast? One week later, you don't know what, what happened. It's lingering in your head. It lingers in your head. But what happens is that once you experience it, you can reference it back. How many times did your parents tell you? Don't touch the hot stove. You're going to burn yourself. And what did you do? You touched the hot stove. You burned yourself. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. They told me I was going to burn myself. And yeah, there you go. You, now you have a you have knowledge coupled with experience, which makes it even harder. You're not touching the stove again. Like no one does. So, so yeah, that's, that's what I'll leave you all off. Love it. Love it. Love it. Thank you for blessing us today, man. This was amazing, bro. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Raphael, aka, you know him as Trading Camille. And man, this has been another Grand Slamming episode. He just dropped a bunch of firebombs on us today. Some great things to think about. Prop firm, motivation, mindset, the journey of a trader, what to focus on in the beginning. So many gems here dropped. Calvin, a new trader. My man, Raphael. Appreciate you, bro. Uh, Till next time, ladies and gentlemen, holla at you. Peace.